Hi, I'm Mike Hatton, and for over 20 years, I've been in a management role that saw me working with other managers from entry level up to and including the C-suite. The experience gained have positioned me to help many other leaders manage the stresses of not having enough time at work, not having enough family time, neglecting their health, and many other challenges magnified by the recent pandemic. I founded Human Cornerstone Facilitations, LLC in 2008. It was based on the need to help managers improve their productivity and that of their team. I would like to show you the roadmap to becoming a great leader by harnessing your team's strengths. Welcome to my show, Cornerstone, where the foundations of leadership begin. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mike Hatton, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Cornerstone. Uh, it's a show about leadership, people who have shown incredible accomplishments in business and just in life general, and a passion for helping others. And today I have an amazing guest who has a list of accolades so long that I could take up this entire interview going through those accolades. But I think the most important thing you need to know about him is that he is my friend and he is a business coach. So I'd like you to welcome to this show, Dr. Frank Corbo. Frank, welcome. Well, thank you, Mike. It's a privilege and honor to be here. Uh, and I thank you for your friendship and, and uh, the time that we've been able to spend together. Uh, one of the great things about working with Mike is you never have to worry what the outcome is you're trying to achieve. It's always to help others to, to be better leaders so they can lead their team and their clients better. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for your comments, Frank. I think we share that mindset. Um, and um, you know what, I'll, I'll start right in. Frank is a, uh, a doctor of chiropractic and uh, he has a business uh, acumen that he has is very passionate about. Mm. And uh, so Frank, why don't I just ask you to tell us a little bit about your journey uh, sure. to that and how you got started and uh, a couple of transformational moments maybe that mm -hmm. uh, led you to this point. Yeah, I think you used a great uh, word journey. It's been a journey for me. Um, and, and if it's okay, I'll take maybe a minute or two just to, to, to give you some of the ingredients um, that helped me to craft together the mindset that we use to grow businesses. So I am a chiropractor, uh, like Michael said, uh, but before I became a chiropractor, I had two different careers. Uh, my first career was in sales. Right out of college, I um, worked for a pharmaceutical company and uh, they uh, had a product for cataract surgery. And so I was Dale Carnegie sales trained, carried the sales bag in New York City, um, learned uh, persistency because you get a lot of no's in carrying the sales bag. Uh, but again, the greatest thing they equipped me with, and I think this is important, is they invested in me as a representative and got me formally sales trained. Uh, I carried that, uh, that background into my next journey, uh, which was with Sandoz uh, in Milan, Italy, and I was put part of their strategic marketing and planning team. Uh, that was the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, I was 24, uh, and uh, that is where I met my wife in Milan, Italy, so it's very special um, for me uh, and for my family uh, because my roots are in, are in Italy. So when they said, hey, there's an opportunity in Milan, are you interested? I was like, yes, absolutely. Um, so I learned there um, very, very significantly the whole marketing strategy. And I was in Milan uh, working for Sandoz at the time of the transformation in pharmaceuticals where most of the, the budget went from uh, research and development into marketing. So I was there right at the bifurcation of Ask Your Doctor. 
So I learned uh, at a very high level um, marketing. So I carried both sales and marketing into my chiropractic. So I got my doctorate after those two careers. And so um, I was positioned in a way where I had a, a little different mindset uh, when I entered uh, into private practice. So uh, those are some of the ingredients that we brought together. And uh, when I told you he was passionate about it, it's, uh, he's just getting started. He really is about mm -hmm. this. So Frank, uh, in full disclosure, uh, you and I work together. You sure. are helping me grow my business right now, build a business. You've helped me put a framework in place, mm -hmm. uh, processes in place. And uh, that's one of the things that impressed me, that you have a roadmap. You have a framework that you can put a roadmap in for just about anything someone needs or wants to do for their business. Do you want to talk a little bit about framework and how you came up with that uh, thought process and mindset? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and again, an ingredient for the framework is uh, I had um, probably the greatest business privilege in my life, and that was to work with Jay Abraham. So many know Jay Abraham. He is considered the patriarch of strategic business expansion. Uh, many of the people that are, uh, what I say, like the, the big people, you know, the ones moving masses. I'm just a regular guy trying to help regular people, although Mike's an exception to that because he's not regular. Um, but, uh, but we're, you know, these are like the, the Tony Robbins and the, the Jack Canfields. These are the big people. And, and so I had an opportunity to work with Jay for three and a half years in, in one business. And so we hired him to be our growth coach. And anybody that knows Jay knows that he can grow any business. He had, at the time, 400 clients uh, working in 10,000 different industries. It was just crazy. So I worked with him for three and a half years. And then uh, he asked me to continue to work with him for another three and a half years on facilitating mastermind groups. And so great, great um, privilege. So I learned how to grow a business from Jay. So I had that as an ingredient. I had my doctorate as an ingredient. And when I combined both of those together, I had a framework of really how I saw building businesses. So that framework, and I like to, to say this, that frameworks help us to filter faster, right? Because time is not our friend when we're misaligned with our goals or we're misaligned with the things we're trying to accomplish. And so the faster that we can filter that content that's coming at us, 24-7. I mean, content is coming at us at a breakneck speed. So when we have a framework, it allows us to filter that information faster so we can do what's important, make it actionable, execute on the framework. So for example, our foundation of our framework, right? That's where our principles are the principles and the paradigm of how we see the world. And on that level, we call it level one of the framework, right? That's our principles. So on that level, it's our mission, vision, purpose, our core values, our code of ethics. That's the foundation. Then we have our people, our process, and our profit, right? So when we combine having a filtering framework, then anything that comes our way, we have a place to put it. So we're talking about, again, in full disclosure, we talked about how important it is on interviews that you do, that your interview would fit somewhere in your framework, so that when you add your interviews together, 
they end up with weaving your framework. And that's what's really important so that when you have a framework, and by the way, that framework might take time, right? It's not developed over overnight, it's developed over time. And our, what we call our, um, we have one of our products is called Business Expansion University. And inside there we have what's called B30X. And that's the four levels of business expansion with 30 different modules within those four levels. But that was created over time, right? And about three years ago, I stopped adding things to the way we um, grew businesses. And I found, okay, well, 30 is the, the number that allows us to touch just about anything in business expansion. So no matter where we are, if we're in people, we're, we're, do we have a job description? Yes, we do. It's in our people pathway. Do we have partnership agreements? Yes, it's in our people pathway, right? How do we grow and expand a business? In marketing, that's in our profit pathway. So when you have that framework, it allows you to filter faster. My foundational framework that everything sits upon is the foundation of the way I see the world and how we achieve balance, right? So where our business framework sits is on our personal framework. So we have personal, business, financial, relational, and spiritual. So, so when I'm asked to talk about how to grow businesses, I also, um, we discuss this all the time. How do you grow your business but have balance? Right. So when you introduced me as as Dr. Corbo, right, um, I'm now Papa at home. That's what I'm called. I'm called Dr. C or I'm called dad or sweetheart by my by my wife. Right. So depending on where you are in your framework, depending on how you see the world, any time that I'm looking at something that comes my way, I go, where does that fit in my framework? So hopefully that wasn't too tangential, tangential, but I do want um, the listeners to know that when you have a framework that you see the world, and I mean, you being a pilot, you have your, your framework, which is your checklist, your flight guide. I don't know what it's called, but you got pre something pretty significant, checklist. right? And my guess is every possible variation of what could happen is inside that checklist. And that's the way I see building your business, right? There's enough smart people out there that we never really have to reinvent the wheel reinvent your vision, right? But not the wheel, right? Because then we waste too much time. And again, time is not our friend when we're misaligned with what we're trying to accomplish. So you just said something that um, turned a light bulb on inside my head. And every time I talk to you, that happens. But when you said checklist, you got me thinking about a non-normal checklist. So we used to call them yes. emergencies. We call them non-normal checklists. Mm -hmm. And there are actually gates as you work your way through that checklist. For example, uh, might say, do you have fuel pressure? Yes. Mm -hmm. If you have yes, you go a certain pathway yes. in that. And if you say no, you go a different pathway mm -hmm. to the next step. Mm -hmm. And um, every time I've talked to you and said, this is what I'm working on with a client, mm -hmm. whatever, you have a process mm -hmm. for that, and you have pathways mm -hmm. through your process. It's very similar, and it's uh, it's pretty mm -hmm. amazing the way you've written that up. Yeah, you know, and again, it's over time. Um, these these things happen over time. Um, resist the temptation to have a one-time experience with an interaction. Like Mike and I, we can be having this conversation not on film, and it would be great for, for you and I, but it's captured so it could be scaled. And all of your experiences on your business journey are gonna have different 
pathways, and we call it a debrief. Okay, um, there were many years where we were doing lots and lots of live events, right? And so we would do our live event right after our live event. We would do our debrief. What did we do great? What could we improve upon next time? And we did that literally right after the event because the debrief has to happen as close as possible to the real experience. Otherwise, you'll forget the pain of the failures and the, the jubilation of the successes. You want that to be in real time. So the reason why I was sharing that with you is that you've got all these business experience, the things that you've tried and you've invested in. Keep track of that. Start to, to build your own framework so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, one of the ways that we do that is with scripts, with flowcharts, with if-thens, right? Because we don't want to spend our time building the wheel. We want to spend our time and our energy investing in the individual we're working with. That's, that's what I love so much about frameworks. You just turned another light bulb on. This is amazing. I'm going to encourage you to go to flight school in your next, uh, Absolutely. Your next career. The next, uh, next interview will be coming live from the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, you talked about a debrief. Yeah. Just like in aviation, we have a debrief. And, uh, and, and having been um, a person who conducted debriefs for a lot of, a lot of years, um, we said the debrief was as important or maybe more important yeah. than the pre-flight briefing. Mm -hmm. And the things we talked about, we did it as a facilitated discussion, like mm -hmm. what went really well during that? What didn't go so well? What could we have done better? Right. You know, how did, how did uh, you think I did? Here's how I think you did. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I assume you conduct your debriefs much the same way. Yeah, because see, in any project, and I think this is really important, we have to put our pride at the door. Okay, because really what we're trying to do is we're trying to help our clients. And if I um, maybe um, uh, in this particular project that we're on and this event, if I maybe didn't perform as well as I could have or should have, and during the debrief that came up, mm -hmm. right? Well, if my pride prevents me from making a change or a course correction, it's, it's not gonna be the best for, for our clients. So it's really critical to put your pride at the side and to really look at what is it that I can do to truly help our clients achieve their goals. And uh, because that's really, you know, if you ask me, like when you boil it down to brass tacks, like Frank, what do you do? Um, I am an encourager. Um, I am built by God's grace and the way my parents raised me to encourage others to get everything out of life that God created them to get. And so in order to do that, I have to use my experiences, the things that I've learned from all of my coaches. I've had many, many coaches in, in my life that helped me to become the person that I am. Um, but really putting that on the side when you're working with your client and helping them to get their goals, that's what I'm after. Okay. I promise no more aviation analogies. Oh, no, no, quite uh, all right. Just really, uh, it, it struck me because I lived mm -hmm. in that world for so many years mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I actually facilitated those discussions. So that, that really struck me. So thank you for, uh, mm -hmm. for going down that path. And uh, to pivot a little bit, I'd like to talk about, uh, and I guess this goes along with framework, but you and I attend many uh, events together, mm -hmm. um, mentoring events, business mentoring events, business coaching events, mm -hmm. and uh, during one of our inner circle meetings, I heard you talk about filters. Mm -hmm. 
and how important filters were. You would like to speak a little bit about how you develop the filters and what the filters mean when someone hears you talk about filters. Yeah, I think again, it's critical. So you gotta have a way that you see the world or a paradigm um, because then you have to be congruent in what you're doing to make sure it fits in your paradigm of how you see the world. So um, there's a couple of things. Uh, we'll just go real back to the basics. Basic filters, right? We have time and we have money, okay? In the beginning of any entrepreneurial journey, uh, we typically, not all the time, but we typically have more time than money. And then our goal is to turn our time into money. And then as life goes on, we have money. And what we really want to do is turn our money back into time. And uh, there's a lot of people doing that in the regenerative world, regenerative medicine, which might be another guest for you. But really, when the dust settles, we want to take our time and our money and have an impact with both of them. So uh, anytime I'm looking at um, what do we do, uh, where do we want to go? We want to make an impact in the lives of others in our clients, and but we want to help our clients help their clients. Um, so the simplest of framework uh, is, do you want more time or do you need more time or do you need more money? That's a bifurcation, right? Um, and if the entrepreneur is honest, they'll say money, right? I'm not saying that they might not need time, but that's more of a developed need. Okay, a more developed need is they want their time back. So the, the filter is, do you need more time or do you need more, more money? If it's time that you need, then on the four layers of our business framework, remember, it's principles, people, process, and profit. If you need time, the focus is on people and process right? Because you have to delegate. And the way you delegate is to have people you delegate to that have a process that can reproduce you. If you need money, then we skip principles, although what we're selling has to be congruent with our principles, of course. Principles, people, process, profit. Let's go to profit. That pathway is where we generate the revenue right, which we like to say we uncover low-hanging fruit that's sitting all over the place that usually is up in our profit pathway. So just with that simple filter, do I need time or money? I know exactly where to point my resources because in most businesses, we don't have unlimited resources. So we want to be very strategic at where we point those resources. So that's probably the basic of basics of our frameworks. So that's, that's very interesting because in the people that I work with, I see a lot of the same thing. I talk to them a lot about, you know, what do you want and what do you need? And one thing that comes up all the time is, uh, especially with new managers, and I work from people up to the C-suite, but also with new managers and middle managers. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I hear from them is, I feel like I don't have enough time in a yeah. day. I end up working at home. Then I feel like I don't have enough mm -hmm. time with my family. I feel over the weekend like I have to work to catch up, and I feel like uh, my teams think I'm not giving them enough. Yep. And uh, so talk me through how you would uh, tell someone who came to you with that problem. Yeah, it's a great question. Approach that. It's a great question, and it's not an uncommon one. <clears throat> so I go back to looking at what the average individual does on a daily basis. Okay, Studies show that the average individual 
Not because they wake up wanting to do this, but because lack of process in their profession or in their role, they have a lack of clarity. Studies show that the average employee spends 80% of their time on what's called LVAs, low value activities, and only 20% of their time on high value activities, HVAs. So just right there, we have something that I, I uh, developed years ago called the productivity gap. Okay, so if 80% of your time is spent on low value activities and only 20% on high value activities, we have a gap in our productivity. That's called the productivity gap. So our goal is to trade low activities for high value activities. Okay, and the way we do that is we ask the individual, what is your senior product? What is the thing that when the dust settles, you have to do, right? And that is a journey in and of itself that's going to be very eye-opening. And what we find, and this goes back to that initial filter, the basic of basics, time, money, impact. When somebody is hired, they're typically hired because the senior person doesn't have what? They don't have time exactly. to do the task. So what do they do? They delegate it. Right? They, we call it RHT, recruit, hire, train. The train is oftentimes left out. They recruit and hire, and they think by osmosis, this new employee is going to be trained. But they're not because the trainer doesn't have the time to do the task. They don't have the time to train on the task. So oftentimes, we have very ill-equipped, passionate people, great skill set, but in their particular role, they don't have the training to get the task done in an efficient way. So we start in the basics. Number one, what is your senior product? What's the outcome that you need to achieve? Let's, let's say that they are a, um, a marketing director, right? Their senior product is mm -hmm. leads. Okay, great. Now we have to measure that metric and that's your number. Okay, how are you doing today? No, what's the number? And when you have a number, then you say to yourself, what are the things that I have to do to get that number? Those are my, my high value activities. See, we don't do that. We don't reverse engineer from a product, right? So we're not focused on what do I need to achieve? And then I'm not trained on how to achieve it. Many people will talk about, oh, I need to increase sales. Sales is an outcome. It has ingredients. But if we bonus just on the sales number, we're missing the things that they need to do, the high value activities that end up with sales, like outbound calls. So uh, great story there. We were uh, working with one group and, uh, and they wanted to increase sales and they're like, we want a bonus on sales. And I said, you can do that, but it's better to bonus on the ingredients that get the sales. So what we did is we took if this was the salesperson's window, right? Each, each sales uh, uh, professional had an office with a window, right? So what we did, I, I, love, I love this because it, it got such a spectacular result and you'll see why. So sales is all about the high value activity about outbound phone calls or lead generation or following up on leads. 
right? And then progressing them through your pipeline or your funnel to have a compelling conversation where they're informed and they say yes. But it all begins in the beginning. So what we did is on their office window, we took five $20 bills and we hung them. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. And then we took a 50. So it was five 20s and a 50. So if they made their 60 outbound phone calls, right? They were able to take the 20 on Monday. So it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That was the 520s. If they did it every day, they got the 50, all in cash, right? So what we did is we encouraged them and we paid them for what they should be doing anyway, but we emphasized the ingredients that get their result, right? So what I'm trying to say here is oftentimes um, you have to see this like a chocolate chip cookie, okay? The chocolate chip cookie, is that an ingredient or an outcome? It's an outcome, okay. right? The quality of the chocolate chip cookie and the taste is gonna be, be dependent on the ingredients. Flour, you know, sugar, eggs, my wife could tell you, my daughter's, right? All that's in there. So tying a bow back around your question, we have to know what the high value activities are in order to be able to train them on it so they can get the result for which they were hired for, then what happens is we allow them to focus on those not low value activities and therefore that person is gonna be more motivated because they're getting, they actually even know what their outcome is supposed to be. Then they could focus on it and therefore they will be successful in that role. So now let's look at having three staff members right? Staff number one, two, and three. If we take those low value activities off of one, two, and three, and we know what those things are, we can now bring in a junior to offload those low value activities so they can focus on their high level activity. That's the way, that's the way that we recommend it. This is not magic. This is not pixie dust. There's, a, there's an actual process to identify low value activities, high-value activities, senior product, training. Then what we do is we video train on those procedures that are their high level. Because you and I both know, if you sit with me and you train me on something on the flight plan, right? And I'm going like this, mm -hmm. right? When you leave, what am I doing? Exactly. I'm doing this. And that's what your staff does. If you're, if you're training um, only incorporates one-on-one -on -one verbal communication and we're not capturing with audio recordings or we're not capturing with video recordings, I promise you, your staff's gonna do this and when you leave, they're gonna do this. And when they do this, you know what they say to the client? They make it up on the fly. You will do quality control listening into what they're saying to clients. You're like, we never trained them on that. It's because they're, they're, they don't have the process in place. They haven't been trained on it in a reproducible way where they can go back and see those processes. So as you can tell, I'm very, very passionate about equipping our staff. You know why? Because I want to encourage them to get the results that allow them to move up to where they can utilize the skill sets and the gifts that they've been equipped to, to, to use. And sometimes our staff, they're so dismotivated because number one, they don't know what their senior product is. They don't even know what the outcome is. They certainly don't know how to get there. 
and then they're left to try and figure it out on my uh, on their own. And you know what they do at that point? They're on um, Indeed or Monster Jobs, and they're they're downloading resumes while they're working for you. Right. That's what happens. So. Um, we can we can really unpack that into the procedures of how to get that done. Um, but I'm more than happy to provide for your listeners and your clients our roadmap, uh, our um, B30X and some of the videos that we have going along with it. Okay. Great question, though. Great question. You just hit on something that, that was my goal. Uh, as you know, I was the president of a medical device company. And I've had several other leadership positions within aviation and uh, at the, one of the, the second uh, world's second largest airline. Uh, but one of the things was my goal for my people was to train them to where they had the skills to go anywhere, to move onward 100%. and move upward. Mm-hmm. But, I did, but they didn't want to. I wanted them to look at themselves at the end of the day and say, yeah. I don't want to leave. I don't want to go anywhere. You also talked about lead generation, and, um, and Frank's as passionate as he is. He's a very modest man uh, business-wise, but I also want to say that he is one of the best, uh, he has one of the best lead generation processes. He mm. has an IT platform to go along with it. He founded a company uh, with uh, multiple sales funnels that works incredibly well. Mm. And uh, I don't know if you want to talk about any of that or you just want to leave it right there. Yeah, or? Uh, um, yeah I mean, uh, let me just say this. Um, you know, I've, I've treated thousands of patients, work with uh, thousands of entrepreneurs, and I always give my cell phone number. My cell phone number is 972-835-7495. Um, feel free to text me, call me anytime. Um, I'll listen to your story, what you're trying to accomplish, and, and if we're a good fit, um, you know, I'll let you know, and we'll uh, look forward to working together. And that's, that's really great, and I'll also add uh, that Frank works with clients. He works with businesses in the 50 million plus range, mm. but he also works with uh, individuals uh, like myself who are growing a business. Sure. Uh, they've been called solopreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs, doctorpreneurs. Yep. He, he'll work with anyone in any industry. And yeah, for sure. I, as getting to know him, I found that his passion and what he enjoys most, and Frank, correct me if I'm wrong here, mm-hmm. I'm speaking out on a limb. Mm-hmm. But his passion that he enjoys the most is working with the individual and having the personal connections and the personal relationships. Yeah, that has always been uh, really my sweet spot. Uh, We talked about moving masses and we talked about really uh, equipping an individual. Um, I know my journey. Uh, I like to say I've paid the dumb tax. You know, (laughs) I've... I've, uh, Boy, I've, I've, I really have paid the dumb tax. I won't get into all that. That might be another episode with all the dumb tax that I've paid. Um, I've been there. I've gone through the, the potholes and the pit, pitfalls of life. Um, we've made money. We've lost money. We've, uh, we've done everything in between. And uh, really, our desire is to equip, um, I like to say, the, the regular person uh, with the tools and the templates and the training so that they can uh, achieve the goals they want to achieve, that they could, you know, maybe send their their uh, kids to, to school and to do some of the, the things in life that they want to do. So, uh, yeah, we, we work with some with some big people, but my passion is really the regular guy. And when Frank says uh, call his cell phone, you really get him. You, you don't get an answering service. You For don't sure. get uh, anything like that. And he's always happy to call you, text you, whatever. Um, Frank, I couldn't thank you more uh, for your friendship, 
My pleasure. Your fellowship for you coming here today and sharing these ideas uh, with people mm -hmm. uh, and these processes and uh, helping me to grow my business and to highlight uh, what I do as well as what you do. You're one of the most giving and one of the most caring, thoughtful people I know. And it's always your goal to serve others first. That's one of the things I've learned about you and uh, noticed about you. And uh, I, I couldn't say any more than that. So thank you for being a guest today. We'll put a link on the screen, Frank's phone number when he talks about it under there. Mm -hmm. So you can have that if you don't uh, have this video handy to watch. Mm -hmm. But um, thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching this uh, edition of Cornerstone. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show and found something of value to help with the challenges you face as a leader. Please feel free to share this show with your friends on social media. And don't forget to visit my website, thegrowthfacilitator.com. And while you're there, book a free call with me. We'll see you next time on Cornerstone.